Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 62. Welcome to RestaurantUnstoppable.com. Listen to successful restaurant professionals as they discuss the tools, tactics, and services they use to better lead, manage, and market their restaurants. Join our community and make your restaurant dreams unstoppable. Here's your host, Eric Cacciatore. Yo, what's going on, all you unstoppable restaurant professionals? It's your host, Eric Cacciatore, and this is the podcast for personal growth in the restaurant industry. And we do that by listening to the stories and taking the advice from some of the industry's most successful restaurant professionals. But today is Thursday. And that means it's Authority Thursday, and what we do on Authority Thursday is we, sometimes we step outside of the restaurant industry to connect with some other people who are authorities in their respected niche or their industry. So today we won't be talking to a restaurant professional, but we will be talking to two uh, extremely knowledgeable gentlemen who are the ultimate authority in their niche, which is uh, virtual assistants. So we had a guest on the show not too long ago, Beth Peterson, and when I asked her what advice she had, what tool or service she uses that can make us more productive, more efficient, more profitable, uh, she said, hey, you know, I use a virtual assistant and I love it. You should really look into uh, getting a, a virtual assistant if you're a restaurant owner just to kind of spread some of that responsibility, which absorbs so much of your time and energy at a restaurant. And We've talked in the past about how, as a restaurant owner, you should be working on your restaurant and not in your restaurant. And some of the ways that we mentioned in the past to work on your restaurant is through developing policies and procedures and operation manuals so you can uh, kind of remove yourself from the day-to-day reminding people the right way to do things. But this is just one more way that you can remove yourself from some of those um, you know, tedious tasks, the uh, administration work that you don't necessarily have to do all the time. Uh, so, you know, it's all about delegation and, uh, giving the people around you more responsibility so you can do the things that only you can do. Um, like be the face of your restaurant, like engage with customers and to connect with your community and to be a leader and to teach and mentor those who work for you. So, so that's a little segue into what you can expect today. It's going to be a great show. So, uh, get your pen and paper ready, take some notes. And, uh, if you think that getting a virtual assistant is outside of your budget and you're thinking about just you know hitting stop don't because you'd be surprised at how affordable it, it actually is and how much of an impact this can make on the quality of your life so uh sit back enjoy and uh yeah here it is with excitement allow me to introduce to you today's guest nick loper of Virtual Assistant Assistant and Brian Miles of EA Help. Guys, how are you today? Doing excellent. How are you? Great. Doing awesome. Thanks for having us. Oh, my pleasure. Are you ready to drop some big old bombs of knowledge that are going to make all of our restaurants just a little bit more unstoppable? Let's do this. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Uh, so I'll just give a quick introduction of you two gentlemen, and then I'll pass it over. Um, Nick is the founder of Virtual Assistant Assistant. Virtual Assistant Assistant is a one-stop resource for all your virtual assistant needs. They are the web's first and largest site dedicated to reviewing virtual assistant companies and helping you find the right virtual assistant to meet your unique needs. 
Uh, Brian is the founder of EA Help, which is conveniently the number one ranked virtual assistant assistant <laughs> site um, from uh, Nick's website. Uh, so it's great to have the two of you guys here. Um, EA Help helps professionals and companies maximize the duties and results of uh, administration and task projects management with a single focus on helping leaders get the job done. So that's just a quick introduction. Uh, do you guys want to elaborate? Uh, I guess we'll start with uh, Nick. Do you want to elaborate? Uh, tell us how you got into the industry and a couple sentences of what you're all about. Sure. Well, thank you for that intro. I was going to say first and only, uh, you know, VA company review site, but I've had a, an imitator show up, uh, you know, past couple months. So <laughs> I guess imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So that's how I'll take it. Um, exactly. this point. <laughs> but the site kind of started out of my frustration in trying to find out, you know, which of these companies I should hire, which of these companies I could trust, kind of opening the doors to my business and, um, you know, not having a huge budget and looking at some of these overseas options and not knowing which ones were you know, legitimate operators and not that anyone sets up a business to be, you know, to be shady or spammy or anything like that, but, you know, to try and kind of provide a, uh, a sounding board for, for some customers to say, Hey, these, these are the companies that I've worked with. This is who I've tested out, had a great experience over here. These guys were tremendous value and, and it kind of goes two ways. Like most of the reviews you'll see are five stars. And then there's some people who will go on and had a terrible experience and they'll flame somebody out. But Trying to yeah. I guess, provide provide the platform for that kind of like the Yelp of the of the industry. Cool, awesome, yeah. I mean, objectivity is so important. I try to do the same thing with my show, bringing products and services that my guests talk about that they're seeing a return on investment. So, yeah, when you can get that obje- that uh, objective review, it just does so much uh, great things for your listeners and your followers. Uh, Brian, tell us a little bit more about you. Um, what's your backstory? How did you get into this industry, and what what's your, what's your end your end goal here? <laughs> well, my end goal is to serve clients well. Uh, that's uh, I don't have a, uh, a, a I don't have a big five or ten or fifteen year strategic plan in place. Um, our business is only three and a half years old, okay. and uh, we've seen a wild ride. And we've had we've been blessed with a lot of opportunity. Uh, specifically for EA Help, it's a it's a company that both my wife and I own. We left our jobs to start this company uh, in December of 2010, and um, we, today we work. I think we're in. Uh, five different countries in, in addition to the United States and our clients there. We work across 30 different industries. One of those is restaurants. Uh, but we got our start in 2010 by just working with churches okay. uh, in the United States. We figured out, uh, I, I had a past uh, in my my past employer, I used to build churches in the United States. And I, I, I knew a lot of pastors that just needed administrative help. Right. And so for me, um, I thought there could be a really good way to create a virtual assistant solution for um, all these pastors. And then from there, it's just grown rapidly. We work with TV personalities and physicians and CEOs and startups and uh, restaurants uh, and everything in between. We've we've had a a great, fun, wild ride so far. Well, you've come a long way in three years, and it just must mean that you guys really know what you're doing, that your your passion is there and your your genuineness to want to help people. Um, When when you do good things for people, good things happen. So, the fact that you've come this far in three years is kind of a testament to the service you provide. Um, so I'm excited to have you guys here today. So obviously this is a podcast about the restaurant industry. So let's let's get into the restaurant mentality here. Uh, I had a guest on the show, Beth Peterson, and she had suggested that we look into getting virtual assistants for our restaurants to really kind of become more efficient and to be more productive. And that got me thinking, wow, I knew about virtual assistants, but I never really thought about 
you know, applying the virtual assistant concept to the restaurant industry. And it got me to thinking, and we're all here today to kind of brainstorm. You guys are the authorities in the virtual assistant world. I'm a student of hospitality. I have grown up in, in the restaurant world. Um, so let's put our heads together um, and think about how we can apply the virtual assistant in the restaurant world. So let's say, Nick, where do you apply the virtual assistant in the, the you know, a company or a leader's life? Like what kind of work does a virtual assistant do? Well, they can pretty much do anything that doesn't require their physical presence. I guess that would be the definition of a VA, right? Um, in terms of like a restaurant concept, it could be, you know, you know, managing the social media for the, for the, for the restaurant, managing their marketing, uh, helping out with their website presence and stuff like that. Um, you know, I've, you, you've probably heard the story of like McDonald's drive through, like it was faster. They could process the orders faster by, you know, routing that drive through call to some off offsite center or something. So it wouldn't be unfeasible to ask a VA to take reservations yeah. and handle that system um, all the way up until like the, you know, accounting and bookkeeping for the, for the store. Yeah, I mean, the, the the possibilities are really just endless. Um, I mean, what I was thinking, different ways we could use a virtual assistant is, you know, with making the, the schedule, doing, like you said, the social media. If you need any work done to your website today, nowadays, there's no reason why a restaurant owner can't be uh, operating and managing their own website and getting a virtual assistant to do that. A lot of uh, There's a lot of content creation that is involved with marketing today, especially in the restaurant industry. And not many restaurateurs are um, content kings. But with a virtual assistant, um, a lot of these people, a lot of the people that work for you, Brian, they're trained in, in creating content and using resources, correct? That's right. Well, so, and the other thing too, I was, you know, just going back to Nick's point real quick. A lot of the leaders that we find in this industry, in the restaurant industry, they're overworked, they're dead tired. And what sometimes that's just simply a symptom of two things. One, not delegating well. And then two, not really developing solid margin in your schedule. And so, you know, one of the things that we do with our company, and I think that why we've, we've, we've been, we've garnered a lot of respect in our industry is not only do we provide people with a virtual assistant, we also teach them how to work really well with a virtual assistant. And that means that we were given permission to speak into an owner's life of a restaurant. You know, we work with, there's a guy here in Atlanta. His name is Ryan Turner. He runs three really famous, um, at least in Atlanta, Restaurants called um, the 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 parent company is called Unsuke, okay. and it's a it's um, it's an amazing restaurant. They've got a speakeasy, but that, but one of the biggest things that he wanted as a win from working with our company was the, the margin to have time with his family. And so our assistant was able to protect his time at home so that he could still be a dad okay. in that process. And what I find is that that puts a real face to a lot of the people we find that are completely out of breath working in restaurants is that, you know, they've got insane hours. They've got, like you mentioned, the profit margins are quite tight, you know, so they put more into it. And, and I think that for them specifically, their ability to delegate to a virtual assistant that kind of comes alongside as a more of a work partner okay. really does help give the breathing room necessary to a restaurant owner to be focused on the things that they really need to do. Yeah, absolutely. And that was one of the questions I was going to, um, it's a perfect segue. So I'll just jump ahead to one of the questions I had, which is, you know, what are some of the outcomes of using a virtual assistant? Um, you had mentioned some of the things I thought of, but you know, in the restaurant industry, it's a, it's a very face-to-face -face personal atmosphere. Um, when you can relieve yourself uh, and delegate those responsibilities, those those you know management responsibilities uh, to somebody else, that gives you time to be that face of your restaurant, to to engage in uh, you know be with your customers, your guests, your employees, to mentor your employees, and to help you know shape them into better servers and 
it just there's no loss here. Some of the other uh, brainstormed ideas I had were just um, like I said, a better employee attentiveness, uh, more time to, to sharpen the sword, uh, to to see what's out there, to do research about the products and services that are in our industry that make your restaurant more effective. To focus, like you just said, on your family, to get away from the restaurant, you need to you know be in different parts. Nick, can you think of any other thing that you know we might have missed? Brian and I might miss that you know will help you focus on other parts of your life if you use a virtual assistant. Well, ultimately, like Brian said, you know, more time with your family, like it's about buying, you know, buying some happiness, buying some freedom. So like the three main benefits that I always like to to tell people is, you know, save, save time, save money and save headache. So mm-hmm. if you can accomplish those things by, you know, outsourcing some of the stuff that's on your plate, um, all the better. Yeah. yeah you know, I was going to, I was going to add to that, you know, that I, my two thoughts earlier were kind of the 30,000 foot view, but if you get down to the thousand foot view, I mean, there's a lot of practical things that we see, you know, from writing, you know, thank you notes to the employees that work in your restaurant to um, managing social media, like we you spoke about, managing calendars, managing email, interacting with people on social media, um, updating things and, and protecting your reviews, you know, that are out there for your restaurant. Um, updating menus is a big one. You know, um, some restaurants, they have a, a, their menu changes daily. Yeah. And, and, and stay on top of that. Just you know, so um, there's, there's some other practical things like that. And those costs, when you call your uh, whoever who makes your website, um, and this is a, another, you know, I could get off on a tangent for this, but whenever time you, you amend your website, there's a fee associated with it. Um, if you can eliminate those fees and be self-sustaining, um, we had, met, we had uh, Brian um, Castle on the show of Rest, uh, Restaurant Engine, and uh, you can create your own website. They give you the tools to run your own website. Now you can delegate this responsibility of running that website to a virtual assistant and all the tools to do that are right there at restaurant engine. Um, so it's just, I mean, the, the possibilities are endless. And when you have the manpower to uh, delegate with a virtual assistant, I mean, you just become more effective. So effective. Um, Brian, can you think of, I mean, I know a lot of the people at home who aren't really up to date with technology are thinking to themselves, how can somebody, on the other side of the country, uh, be, uh, you know, an effective uh, resource for me. Can you talk about some of the tools uh, that we use today that make it possible to have somebody on the other side of the, you know, the country or the world be a presence in your restaurant, in your small community? Yeah, you bet. I, w- I would, um, I would just start by the, uh, with the notion that you're the person listening today probably is more, um, is probably leveraging technology more than they realize, mm-hmm. you know, when they pick up their smartphone and they hit an app and it tells them basically where to go somewhere. It's a GPS. It's the same thing. I mean, you're relying on technology to, to access the information you need. My kids FaceTime with grandma. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just, we're, we're, you know, you hit a voicemail that's actually digital and you can read it and listen to it in your inbox. Yeah. So, I mean, it, there's the reality is, is when we hear the resistance, well, okay, it's four hour time. It's, a, you know, the time zone is, you know, I'm in Los Angeles and they're in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really a non-issue with technology today and the way that you set up how you work with your virtual assistant in that process. So I, I would just say that person is already leveraging technology way more than they realize, but there's tools out there to manage all sorts of things. I mean, Google powers a lot of small business in our country with its you know, back end, with its apps and uh, with its email and its calendar and the, the other um, Google Docs tools that are out there. Uh, Basecamp is a great way to manage a project. And then I know in restaurants, there's a, just a truckload of initiatives that need to be overseen. Yeah. Uh, you know, Basecamp is a biggie we see, uh, you know, depending on whether or not you're using 
uh, social media real heavy. Um, Infusionsoft is another killer CRM application that really can help restaurants grow and stay in touch with their client base. Can you think of any other tools off the top of your head, Nick, that um, kind of to, to create the picture of how this is possible? Well, I rely pretty heavily on, you know, on the Google suite of tools, um, you know, particularly Google Docs for collaboration and, and process documentation. Mm-hmm. So we'll create kind of, you know, my step-by-step instructions. And maybe that's, you know, the, the restaurant owner's process for updating the website or something or updating the menu. And then, you know, once he's got that created, he can share it with his VA and hand it off that way. Now, a friend of ours uh, runs a company called um, sweetprocess.com, which is kind of a fancy interface for doing all of this process documentation and stuff and is done really, really well with that. So that's an option as well. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many tools out there and there's new tools coming out every day. Um, but it, I mean, there's just no reason that I can think of to not just look into this. And uh, if, I, would, I would say, you know, virtual assistant assistant is probably the best place to start to find the right one for you. Now, I guess I need to ask you, Nick, why did EA help rank number one in your, your ratings? What is it about EA help? Just curious here. Well, it's, it's driven by customer reviews. So okay. their customers love them. Oh, cool. Awesome. So um, one thing I just want to add about uh, EA Help, one thing that really uh, stands out to me, um, I, I'm a huge fan of sustainability and uh, keeping jobs in America and supporting your community. I think that it's great that you guys only use uh, your employees are sourced from America, uh, U.S. Mm-hmm. college students, which is just one thing that you know really stood out to me and got my attention and why, why you, I admire you and your company, what you're doing. Um, you. Do you want to add on that? Yeah. You know, when we started this business in 2010, you know, candidly, our in really the economy is still returning, but it was in a significant funk. Mm-hmm. You know, the the recession was was quite nasty, the Great Recession as they called it. And you know, as we emerged out of it, I just felt like we needed. We, we were, you know, as an American citizen myself, I felt obligated to impact our U.S. economy. And I, you know, I recognize there's a lot of our competition that um, will leverage lesser cost alternatives, you know, human power. And I totally respect that. But for me. I just felt like I had a responsibility to the, you know, to the United States and to its folks. And, and, and specifically, yeah, I mean, we target college-educated folks, but a lot of them have past business and professional experience, so they're not necessarily college students. They have to have their degree to work with us. We're really adamant about getting high-caliber people. We pay them extremely well uh, for our industry, just simply because I believe if you pay people peanuts, you get monkeys. No, it's, and I don't want a bunch of monkeys. Yeah, it's it's really no, it's it's true. And um, another thing too, um, I I don't have uh like corporations and chains or franchises on my shows. When I go to these people to be mentors on my shows, because uh, I just feel like we need to focus on the little guys um, and help the people in our communities and not be sending money overseas to these people who are, aren't even in their restaurants. Um, I need, think we need to put the power back in the workers of America. And I, that's one of the reasons why uh, I just want to bring you on the show to highlight what you're, you're doing and the jobs you're providing. That's great. Um, so uh, kudos to you and what you're doing there. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Um, so we have to talk about prices. Um, what does a virtual assistant go for? I guess I'll let you take the reins on that, Nick. You have the big picture of what's out there. Um, what is the most you're looking to spend and what's the least you're looking to spend? I mean, on the low end, you can go to, uh, I mean, you can go to India, you can go to the Philippines and start at five bucks an hour or, or even less in some cases for, um, you know, for a full-time employee. Typically, 
when you go through a, a third-party company, maybe for a full-time person, you're in the thousand to $1,200 a month range. Um, if you go and you hire directly, you'll be closer to $500 a month. Um, if, for example, the, the biggest site is onlinejobs.ph, where you can find kind of work-from-home freelancers in the Philippines where, that are looking for full-time work. Okay. Uh, a little bit of a little bit of a crapshoot on what you're going to get back there. Uh, you put out um, put out a job posting and get 50 responses, and maybe you know one or two are worth talking to. Um, on the on the more expensive side, well, I guess so. There's like a couple different models. So that would be kind of the virtual employee model, similar to what Brian's running, but more on a part time basis. Um, another option is like a task based service. So the one that I'm kind of addicted to is out of New York called Fancy Hands. Okay. And uh, it's 45 bucks a month for 15 15 minute tasks. And so you can send off um, you know for example they'll make restaurant reservations for you or they'll do you know other kind of like one off tasks. I have them check in for all my Southwest flights. Wow. And other uh, other annoying stuff you could totally do yourself but just don't want to be bothered with it. So they're pretty handy there and actually helped me um, you know, they did a ton of work on my recent uh, book project and you know, and use Google Docs throughout the whole thing. Like, hey, you know, you're doing data entry from this, and I, I need you to transfer this into paragraph form. And so it's a ton of fun. Yeah. And then, uh, and then on the higher end, I mean, you know, you're looking for somebody U.S. based uh, freelancer. You might start in the you know fifteen to twenty dollar round range on uh, on Elance or through some other platform, all the way to fifty dollars an hour and up for some specialized skills. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, um, if you guys can hear me typing away just then, it's because I I want to do some quick research to kind of compare. So your average host makes about $9 an hour. So that gives you an idea. Um, a lot of the things the host does answering phone calls, yeah, you need that face there to greet people. Like I said, answering the, bo- the phones um, or making reservations, that's something you can offload from her or him and put onto your virtual assistant so they can absorb some of that responsibility to make your host uh, more effective and more friendly, uh, relieve their stress. Um, so that for that $9, you can also have some of the responsibilities of your managers, you know, making the schedule, doing uh, the, the social media. There's so many things just uh, you could do. Like, I, I'm, I could go all day, but for the sake of saving time, an average manager makes $50 or 50000 between forty and 50000 a year at a really like, high-end restaurant. Think about how effective you could do by, say, hiring somebody, a virtual assistant for I would say a safe number is twelve bucks an hour. Would you guys agree to that? No, not even near it with us. No. Okay. What's yeah. tell me what you got, Brian? We we have a range between thirty to forty an hour okay. for our virtual assistants. And um, a lot of that is because we target the best and we have you know, we basically we get we go after very qualified people and they're not cheap. Okay. And so to represent you well as a leader you know, we, we basically go kind of to the higher side of the market in that process. And that's why I, I totally respect like other businesses that don't do that, but I don't know how they do it and survive long-term, you know, in well, that process. And, but, but all that said, I would just say that, and I think Nick would hundred percent agree with me here. The term virtual assistant oftentimes does a disservice to the level of people that actually do the work. Um, true. The reality is most of our virtual assistants could be qualified project managers and run complex projects for large corporations. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, yeah. and so and so the reality is, is that you're not getting kind of a frontline employee per se. You're actually getting somebody that can come alongside a leader mm-hmm. or a CEO or an owner and help them at a significant level and impact to the business versus kind of a more traditional frontline employee. Yeah. I just want to point out too, if, um, 
you don't have to be limited to one uh, virtual assistant uh, company. Say, for right. example, you're uh, like Let Us Entertain You or uh, Danny Meyer's um, hospitality group. Uh, why can't I think of it? U- Union Square Hospitality. They're substantial, huge companies that have a, a decent-sized purse that could use a service like yours that, that – uh, has a lot more corporate things going on at the corporate level. They have their indie restaurants, but they, as a whole, as a restaurant group, have the the you know the the piggy bank to uh, afford somebody who's a little bit more, uh, like you said, a leader. Um, but you could also go, um, and I'm not saying EA helps the end all be all. There's other options out there too that are more affordable that could also, uh, you know, you could use their virtual assistants to do some of the more of the busy work sort of things that would be more around the, you know, 12 to $15. Would you agree to that statement? Yeah, I, I definitely think that, um, there's plenty of good solutions out there for leaders as they think it through. And we're only one of many good solutions that I think that are out there. You know, the, the, the key thing that I would say is that as um, as an owner of a restaurant, I would encourage, you know, as they're, if they're thinking through something like this for themselves, is to really understand your employment burden cost and what it takes besides the wage to fund an employee that works for your business. And then take that total number to really understand, you know, and then also couple that with what the actual duties are they're going to do. And will you be proud to have that person represent you and your, and your restaurant in that process. And so when you, it's, it's not a silver bullet for how you make the decision. It's multiple things that kind of help you come to that decision in the yeah. process. But I totally agree. I mean, and, and I, you know, I completely, I mean, there's some really good companies, you know, fancy hands is one that, you yeah. know, they're really well respected in our industry. Their, their approach is different than ours um, in that we assign a dedicated resource and it's not necessarily connected and Nick can correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, it's, it's more connected to the task that needs to be done versus having a deep, meaningful connection with a virtual assistant in that process. Whereas with us, we, we basically come alongside a leader with a dedicated true resource and then a, um, an, an additional relationship manager that comes alongside them in that process. Okay, cool. Awesome. Uh, is that fair, Nick? I mean, am I stating that correctly? Yeah, my understanding is it's like, you know, your task kind of goes into a queue with everybody else's and whoever's available comes and picks it off. You may never see the same person twice. Okay. Right. Interesting. Well, another point that I would like to make out too, a lot of times in the restaurant, um, the world of, of being a restaurateur, you have your peaks and valleys of activity and you might be expanding a new location or developing a new concept where you might just need that extra manpower to come on and be a leader and to manage a project. Um, and that's another great example where you would be willing to spend 30 to $40 an hour to have somebody come in during that peak. Is, would that be a good application, Brian? For sure. I mean, research is a biggie. I mean, because yeah. if you, you know, um, across multiple industries that we work in, um, our assistants are doing a lot of due diligence and research for future initiatives or for R and D. Um, I mean, we work with a lot of, um, uh, universities and professors, and we do research to that level with our virtual assistants working alongside them. So, I mean, to apply that in the restaurant industry to look at a new location, to look at all that has to go into basically lifting that new, um, location for that restaurant. I mean, it's a substantial beast and a virtual assistant could easily, you know, um, navigate that without ever really needing to go there. 
All right. Awesome. I've asked most of the questions I wanted to ask today. Let's try to think, can anybody or either of you two think of a story um, of somebody who uses, I know you had mentioned one of your customers, I guess would be the the term. Uh, You mentioned one of your customers who uses it to get to spend more time with their family. Uh, Do you have any other success stories? Maybe Nick, do you have a story to share with us of somebody who's just an ambassador of the virtual assistant um, services? Well, I'm reminded of the story. um, You know, I had to go to the dentist this week. And I think the dentist is like the perfect example of somebody who's like outsourced his entire business, except for like only the work he can do. Right. Okay. He, doesn't, he doesn't schedule his own appointments. He doesn't deal with insurance. He doesn't even deal with like the routine teeth cleaning stuff. He's just in the back room doing root canals or whatever else he does. He comes and sees you for like 60 seconds. He's like, all right, all right everything looks good. And so even though those employees aren't virtual, I think that's a, a great lesson to be learned, like kind of from the big picture level of, you know, make sure that you're focusing your time on the highest value task that you, that you need to get done that only you can get done. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, do you have any other pieces of advice, a question I could have asked that you think would have brought knowledge and uh, value to the people at home who may be considering uh, getting a virtual assistant? Uh, don't, I mean, don't, what's the, I just don't scale crap, right? Somebody <laughs> was just, I heard this on another show this week. It's like, there's no, if, if it doesn't have value to you and you don't want to do it, like, if it doesn't have value to your business, then it doesn't make any sense to hire somebody else to do it either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, one piece of advice I'd encourage, and this is true really of any business owner, but especially in the restaurant industry, I think a lot of people start restaurants because it, their the hope is for future freedom. And they realize that they have this, over time, if they're not careful, they have this significant ball and chain on them. And I, what I would say is from day one, um, regardless of whether you use a virtual assistant or not, you need to decide as an owner if you want to own a business or run a business. Because there's how you answer that question informs how you basically grow your business and grow your restaurant. Will you empower others or will you micromanage them? Will you seek out leaders to basically replace you or you continue to basically oversee everything and work 80 hours a week? So that decision in and of itself informs a lot of the behavior behind how you emerge and grow your business. And so, and a lot of leaders never necessarily think about that when they start a new business. And so that's, you know, and that's kind of the cool thing. We, we're at the intersection of people that will start to realize that they need to get out of the way of certain things and they, they come to us. Um, and they, you know, they go to Nick's site and they start to do the research is because they're, they're starting to bridge the gap between what the difference is between owning something and running something. Awesome. Like oh, incredible advice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all great stuff. So what's the next step for somebody um, that is listening to what you're saying and uh, they're very intrigued and they want to learn more? Uh, for me, I guess the first step I would do is to keep track of your time. You know, I would just, you, I could use a spreadsheet or I could use a third party tool like uh, Toggle, T-O-G-G-L, just to kind of see how you're spending your time during the course of the day. And I would write down, you know, what, what tasks I'm I'm doing like how, where are these hours going, right? Like everybody's dealt the same 24 hour hand, but you know, what am I doing with mine? And then you can start to itemize out. Okay. Is that something that I really, really need to get done? And then you might have a list at the end of these two weeks that says, okay, you know, these are the tasks that I could potentially start outsourcing and I could go, go from there. Awesome. And then uh, do you want to add anything to that, Brian? Yeah, I have three things. One, the first thing would be, I'd encourage um, folks if they're really curious about this industry is go read two really good eBooks on this. Nick actually wrote one. Um, And if you go off Amazon, just search Nick Loper and you'll, um, you know, you'll find his eBook. In addition to that, that um, yeah, you're you're welcome. 
And that's a good book. And then an, a, another uh, really good one, I feel, and I'm also, um, you know, he's also a client of ours, is Michael Hyatt. He wrote a book, an ebook called The Virtual Assistant Solution. You can find that on Amazon.com as well. Um, besides that, you know, and I can give this to you for your show notes, is I'd really encourage people to understand what true employment burden costs really are. And I have an infographic I could give you that you could share with your um, audience if you wanted to. Yeah, so sure. Please. A good, you know, good resource for them to consider. And then the final thing is, is, you know, if they're really interested in our organization, um, we, we go to great lengths to develop meaningful relationships with our clients. And that starts with a conversation with one of our folks on our team. Okay. Um, we, we never give pricing before we talk to anybody. Um, because we really want to understand their needs and we want to make sure we're a really good fit for them and, and vice versa, that they're a good fit for us in our culture. And then oftentimes, you know, we'll talk to folks and we'll say, Hey, you know what you're saying? It sounds like you're looking for somebody else. That's not us. And we'll try and direct them accordingly. And so Nick's site has been great for us to kind of point them back to other resources. All that said though, I, I, I mean, we love serving leaders and we're passionate about it. And I think that that's the reason why I think we've been blessed with a good amount of business and a growing business. And we're, we're, we're crazy about working hard for leaders that are trying to get stuff done and they're, they've kind of hit the lid of their own personal capacity. So, I mean, and that, I think that shows up in every one of the people that works inside our company. Awesome. Um, so let's uh, sign off here by um, listing some contact information. How can we get in touch with both of you if we uh, want to pursue this? Uh, stop on by virtualassistantassistant.com. I know it's a mouthful, and my email is just nick at virtualassistantassistant.com if you've got any questions. Brian? Yeah, for, for me, I mean, my personal Twitter handle is at Brian Miles, B-R-Y-A-N-M-I-L-E-S. And then our um, tweet handle or Twitter handle for EA Help is at EA underscore help, H-E-L-P. Our website's eahelp.com, and you'll find a plethora of information and free resources that are out there on that website as well for you. And I'm uh, living proof that these guys will uh, connect with you if you reach out. All I did was send an email and a tweet to both of them, and uh, they're here talking with us today. So they are genuine. They do want to help. All it takes is you taking the first step, asking for the help. So uh, thank you both so much for being a guest on the show. I know I had value talking to you. Um, you really dropped some great advice on us that can make us all just a little bit more unstoppable. Um, and please stay in touch. You yeah, thanks for the opportunity. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Right? What did I say, guys? Some pretty powerful stuff. These two guys know what they're talking about and uh, really – just consider it. And if you think that you can't afford it, head over to the show notes, uh, www.restaurantunstoppable.com slash 61. And you'll see that, um, it's more affordable than you think. There's a infographic there that kind of runs through, uh, the cost of having an employee versus the cost of having a virtual assistant. So there's a lot of hidden fees when you hire somebody that's in-house, for example, health insurance. Uh, think about all the times you look over and you see another one of your staff members eating something. I mean, those are all little, uh, you know, costs. So, and if you outsource somebody, uh, you're not going to have to worry about all those things. So, uh, just keep that in mind. And really just for the quality of life, uh, one of the things that we struggle with as restaurateurs or as chef proprietors or GMs or executive chefs is we aren't the best delegators. We think that we need to do everything ourselves because we're the best at what we do and nobody will do it better than us. And, um, really at the end of the day, if we 
give the people around us that opportunity to take on some of this responsibility, you're only doing yourself a favor because you're making your team more valuable. Um, everyone's growing personally. And when everyone in your restaurant grows by absorbing some of that responsibility and uh, improving upon their skills, your restaurant improves. And uh, they, your employees are happier uh, because they have more responsibility. And, and they feel like they, they contribute something to the team. And uh, that that energy of being happy and feeling like they, they matter is going to impact the, the total energy of your restaurant and the, your, your customer is going to pick up on that energy. Not to mention, you, you just need to have that time to focus on the other uh, aspects of your life. Um, so many people get burnt out because they, they can't spend time with their family or they, they uh, just don't have time to do the other things that they're passionate about. So you need to offload some of these burdens, some of these uh, responsibilities to have that quality of life. So you don't end up presenting what you at one time were so passionate about. And the other thing too, that I want to mention, uh, there's so many distractions that happen in a restaurant from day to day. People come in, you get surprise visits, um, you get deliveries, you have people uh, looking for employment. Uh, There's always a distraction, always, you know, somebody calling to call out of work sick. So then you have to make phone calls to get shifts covered. It's really hard to stay on top of all this administrative work. So now imagine you're able to remove these administrative tasks away from all the distractions to somebody who's offsite, who doesn't have the same distractions. They're going to get this work done much quicker. What may take you maybe two hours to finish a whole list of tasks may only take somebody who's offsite with less distractions an hour um, so just keep that in mind. So, uh, it, it may not take that long and you might not have to hire somebody for that many hours to, to do all these little, uh, you know, just pain in the butt tasks. So, all right, all right, all right, all right, I know, I know. I'm, I'm rambling on. I do this all the time at the end of the show, but, uh, it's just so cool to recap on what we learned. Please do connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Google Plus. I'm out there and I really do want to know what you think of the show so I can make it better for you and uh, so I can answer some of the questions you might have and dive into some of the cool services that are out there uh, so we can all learn and grow together. Um, so I'm going to leave you guys with a question. If you could ask the most successful restaurateur in the world any for, for any piece of advice, what would that be? What would that question be? Um, I'm trying to put out the best, most valuable podcast here, and I need to know the questions to ask so you guys can uh, use this content to grow and make your restaurants better. So that's my question. Uh, please answer it. Uh, you can just go shoot me a, tw- a tweet at Eric Cacciatore, and that's E-R-I-C-E-C-A-C-C-I-A-T-O-R-E in uh, Facebook slash Restaurant Unstoppable. Um, I'm there. I'm ready to connect. So just uh, reach out and let's start making this podcast kick some serious fanny. Uh, All right. Until next time, guys. Peace out.